It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. Hey, welcome to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Love dating, romance, relationships, marriage, you name it. Hello, Simon Marcel. Bonjour, bonsoir, Angie Taylor. Comment ça va? I am very well. As you can tell, Simon is Francais, from Francais. The birthplace of romance, and you are our captain of romance. Angie, your accent is not exactly Parisian. Where, where is that accent from originally? I have no idea. I have a non-regional <laughs> diction, so I, I'm adaptable, Simon. <laughs> no, but from, from Minneapolis, that was my point, that you come originally, originally from... Yeah. Yes, a Midwest girl. I'm a Chicago girl now, but yes, I'm Midwest. But listen, I uh, want to get our show started next with a date or dump segment. Okay. Date- Date or dump is when we get emails at simonandangie.com. I want to hear what you guys have an issue with. If you're dating somebody, if you're in a relationship and something comes up, we'll tell you whether you should date that person or dump that person. Yes. Simon, uh, this comes from a guy in Michigan, but I honestly think this might be my husband who sneaky wrote an email. (laughs) I don't think so. Well, my husband has the exact (laughs) same issue as this person, almost word for word. So I don't really trust it. All right, let's hear it then. What 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 is the question? Okay, well, it has. I'm not going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you when we come back. But it has to do with driving with your woman when your woman is driving, and oh, when your woman is driving. Okay, when yes, okay. When we drive and the men in our cars are holding on for dear life. And I really think, like I said, my husband could have wrote this. And I'm sure a lot of men can relate. A lot of wives can relate or girlfriends, women, whatever. Um, You guys all think we're bad drivers, but we're not. Okay. Let's talk about it. Okay. Yeah. We need to talk about that, Angie. (laughs) Yes. Women and driving. Driving and relationships. And sometimes it can cause huge fights. When we return on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. You can email us anytime, simonandangie.com. Simon, it's time for us to play our favorite game, Date or Or Dump. Dump, that's right. This comes to us from Donovan, listening in Northville, Michigan, on 100.3 WNIC, also Mm -hmm. known as probably my husband, because I swear I read this, (laughs) and I'm like, I swear, Jason is writing emails to the show saying, hey, I want to (laughs) complain about Angie, so let me do it. Yeah. Um, Donovan says, hey, guys, I'm dating the worst driver in the whole entire world. She's really aggressive. She road rages, cuts off people, and it's literally scary driving with her. Not to Mm -hmm. mention she actually Googles things as she's driving. The worst part is that she loves driving and she won't even admit that she's bad at it. I don't have a car right now, so she's been driving us around. I've been afraid for my life. She's cool otherwise, (laughs) but I don't know if I should keep dating her. What should I do? Should I date or dump her? What do you say, Simon? Date or dump the crazy driver? I mean, Donovan, you got to take the wheel. You, if it's, a, I would not give up on true love or love or great relationship because you think your woman is a bad driver. I would just stop being driven and say, "Honey, I'm going to take the wheel and drive you around and uh, but it's take her the car. bus." It's well, her then, car. If you can't handle it, take the bus, buddy. I mean, that's. There I you would go. not break up with a woman because she would be a bad driver, Angie. I don't know. What about you? So, so would you break up with a guy? Same thing. Let's say this time, would you break? Do you think you should date or dump? 
My husband is the worst driver on planet Earth. I swear oh, no. he is. What? He cannot parallel park. He has no sense of direction. Even if we have a GPS, he cannot drive. And it gives me horrible anxiety. I hate being stuck in traffic. Really? Yes. So I insist on driving all the time. And he thinks that I'm just like reckless, that I weave in and out. It's defensive driving. Or I should say, offensive driving. I'm an offensive driver. I know where I'm going. I know what I'm doing. He, like, goes <laughs> in the wrong area all the time, and he can feel me, like, breathing heavy, and he knows that I'm irritated, and I'll be like, why didn't you go left there? I don't know. You didn't tell me to go left there. I don't know where to go. Okay. So it causes arguments sometimes that it's, it's... to the point where he asks me, would you like to drive, or would you like me to drive? And there you are say... Days there's days where I'm not in the mood, and I'll be like, can you please drive? And then I have to keep my mouth shut, which is so hard for me. Um, <laughs> really? So, so that's the thing. I have to agree that if he's going to drive, that I have to keep my mouth shut. Um, otherwise, I need to drive. And that's what I say. Like, if Donovan needs to offer a little bit more often, like, hey, would you like me to drive? You want to relax? You can go on your phone and Google all day. I'll drive. But right. also, if he does, she's got to, like, zip it. Right. That. And also, I mean, really, I think when it comes to relationship, the driving, I mean, my dad and my mom, 50 years later, still argue about the way my mom drives. My mm -hmm. father complains she drives too fast. Mm -hmm. You know, I, and I it's like kind of mom. true. I well, like your mom. I drive like, fast. Like, you know, she has, <laughs> she has a stick shift car and I, in 2017. And my dad said, why do you still have a stick shift car, Elizabeth? And, at the red light, you always want to be first in front of everybody who knows yes. why. Yes. Why, why? why are we waiting at a red light? What? Yeah, For what? She, she, Especially yeah. if you drive in the city. It drives me bananas how my husband will sit behind a car that's driving really slow when there's open lanes to the side. I'm like, can you go around? Go around. He's like, why do you always have to control? It, it is a control thing. I feel safer yeah. and I feel more in control. Do you think so? If if you date somebody who's a terrible driver, right? Yeah. Can you tell them or you think yes. we can't tell somebody? I tell somebody, my husband all the time, you are a terrible but, driver. But does it help? Is he becoming no, a better driver? So but why... He, but he also knows that he can give up the keys to me and I won't complain about it. So... I mean, I agree with you, Simon, when it comes to Donovan here, though, that we should both agree to date her. Date. Yes, date. And maybe have that conversation. Like I said, um, would you like to drive today? If she yeah. says no, then she's got to keep her mouth shut. Either he keeps his mouth shut or he both takes the of bus. You. Yeah, whoever's driving, don't be a backseat driver. How about that? Don't right. be a backseat okay. driver trying to control. Agreed. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, well, it's her car. So, Donovan... Just either drive yourself, like Simon said, take the bus, or stop complaining. Okay. True. Thank you for writing into the show. More of The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie when we come back. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Call us anytime at 855-905-8255. If you have anything to input for this specific topic, Simon, I want to talk about the best piece of marriage advice you've mm -hmm. ever been given. Um, I know you're not married, Simon. I'm married. You are looking for your longtime um, future I love. Am. My yes. other half. I really but am. I, I have to assume that your parents, being happily married for a long, as long as they have been, have given you some kind of advice. So my father gave me this advice. He said, once you find a woman worth of getting married, like I found your mother, he said, never take her for granted. 
and take her out, take her to the museum, take her to the restaurant. Never assume because she said yes to you yesterday, it means yes today. And I, like I, I do everything I can every day for your mother and never, ever take your wife for granted. And y- that and was you're the saying, advice he gave me. Yes, like date every, date all the time. Still keep dating date like all the your, time. Take yes. her to the opera, buy her books, mama love books, take her to the trips, you know, take care of her. And he said, never forget that. He said, that's the promises of being married. It's not married, done. No, yeah. it's where it starts. So my father gave me, never take your wife for granted, ever. And that's what on a- this list. It says, uh, make time together a priority. Budget for a consistent date night. Time is the currency of relationship. So consistently invest time into yes. your marriage. And that's what times, your dad said. Oh, absolutely. Love times attention. Pay attention to your wife. My father said that totally. And he yeah. does with my mother. He still yes. does. 52 years later. I love that. That's so 52 romantic. 52 years later, Angie. Still making time because he knows that's the currency. So I want to hear what our listeners have to say. What is your best piece of marriage advice that you ever got? Um, whether it was from your parents, like Simon, or maybe mm-hmm. somewhere else, or that you heard that you really adhere to. And I'll go over this list as well when we come back on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We're talking about the best piece of marriage advice you've ever been given. Simon, you talked about your parents always making time to date. Never taking your wife for granted. Absolutely. And I totally agree with that one. As a married woman, I, I feel that we have to date all the time. In fact, my husband today said we're going out on Friday night this week. And I was like, yes. Thank nice. you. Yeah. yeah, so let's go to the phone, 855-905-8255. I want to hear from our listeners as well. On the line from Mountain View, Texas, listening in, on Mix 104.7, here's India. Hi, India. Hi, how are you? Bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs> We're great. So are you married? Did you get a good piece of advice? What was it? Yes, I'm married. I've been married for a while. Um, I've been with my husband for actually quite a while, 16 years, married for very and nice. We the I, the best advice I've gotten is to remember that your relationship is ultimately not about money. I feel like that's a top thing a lot of couples fight about, and it's definitely mm-hmm. the number one thing we fight about is when we're struggling to pay our bills or we want to go on a vacation or you know something like that, and those kind of turn into our our big fights. And then I think it's important to step back and realize, you know what, this is so little compared to all the love that we have for each other and how well we get along and. We can survive times when we don't have money and find little cute things to do mm-hmm. that are mm-hmm. expensive that keep us from fighting and reminding us like what's important. It is the biggest thing that people fight about. And one of the things, India and Simon, on this list is in every argument to remember that there won't be a winner or a loser instead of trying to win an argument to try to compromise, to try to talk about things. And I love that because money is the biggest issue. Um, But let me, India, um, tell more about this story of advice. I want you to listen in and see if any if you can relate to any of these other pieces of wisdom. Um, Thank you so much for calling up and listening to the rendezvous, India. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, Simon, when we come back, I want to go over more of this list. Um, There's some things that really stick out to me where my marriage is concerned, including that one about winning a fight or a winner and a loser in an argument, which is not a good thing, when we return on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie.
It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon, we're talking about the best piece of marriage advice you've ever been given. We just had India on the line who mm-hmm. said, hey, in every argument, you know, we can't sit and fight about money all the time. We have to realize what's important. On this list, it said, in every argument, remember, there won't be a winner and a loser. You're partners in everything. So you either win together or you lose together. I always say you've got to pull on the same side of the rope. I like that. I like that. It's not that. a tug yeah, of war. Yeah, exactly. Nobody wins the war. There's only one piece is established that, that two have, have won. Otherwise, everybody loses. So I yeah. agree with that. Let, let's talk about some of the other things I found on this list. This comes from yourtango.com, by the way. If you want to hear any of this or see, I should say, any of this, head to our website, simonandangie.com. We'll have the list up there in case you missed it. Um, one of these is realize that a strong marriage rarely has two strong people at the same time. That's so important to know. Um, a husband and a wife taking turns being strong for each other. Sometimes somebody's in a bad workplace or somebody's in a bad physical place. Um, you know, we go through menopause, we go through pregnancy, we go through job changes. Mm-hmm. One person is sometimes weak and the other is strong. And that's when we have to lift each other up, I think. Absolutely. When the other that, feels weak. Yeah, everybody has ups and downs. I mean, you have to be able to carry the other person. And that is when you get married for the better and the worse, right? For exactly. rain or shines. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I love this one about prioritize what happens in the bedroom. It takes more than sex to build a strong marriage, but it's nearly impossible to build a strong marriage without it. And I totally agree because ooh-la-la isn't everything, but if you're not having any ooh-la-la, it becomes, it's a cancer that spreads everywhere. Well, maybe not that word, but Angie, do you think do you think just ooh-la-la or good ooh-la-la for both? Because there is just... No, ooh-la-la. There's just a connection. ooh la is enough. Yeah, ooh-la-la. It's, it's connecting physically. It's having intimacy. You have to have intimacy. And I 100% if you don't agree. have it, it's gone. But if you just have ooh-la-la and it's not a good ooh-la-la, it's, well, and it's a boring ooh-la-la, then does it play in the favor? It, the fact some, you have ooh-la-la is, is the most important. I think it's the fact that you do it because there's going to okay. be times where it's not the best thing in the whole wide world. But I also subscribe to that old if you don't use it, you lose it theory. You have to at least maintain oh, yeah. some sort of intimacy to keep the fires going so that maybe down you know, next week or this weekend or tomorrow we have amazing ooh-la-la. It's not always going to be perfect. I got a question for you about fight and ooh-la-la. Have you ever been in a fight with your husband and because of the fight stopped doing the ooh-la-la for weeks at the time or months at the time No, because you didn't know how to uh, no. get over the fight? I don't use that as a weapon ever, ever, ever. Not no. as a weapon, but as a reaction to something that no. hurt your feelings or hurt his feelings. No, because if Never. it got to okay. that point, I would make sure that I tried to initiate something because I don't ever want that roadblock in, in my relationship ever. That's got just it. me. Um, remember that marriage isn't 50-50. Divorce is 50-50. Marriage has to be 100-100. That means both people putting in everything they've got. You're not splitting Agreed. it in half. Both partners are giving it everything. Divorce mm-hmm. is where you go 50-50. So I, <laughs> somebody told me that a long time ago before I was ever married, that you both have to give 100%, not 50-50. Um, never, like yeah, never uh, lie to each other. Lies break trust, and that's the foundation. Point blank, that's it. Don't lie. I mean, it's better to... To get it out in the open, whatever it is, and deal with it and move on. But you shouldn't also say everything you think. Let me give you an well, example. Well, no, no. Right? But about, if you're about, asked about something, you shouldn't lie about something. No, I agree. Okay, okay. Because about step-parents and in-laws and all of that, I mean, I've learned from, from my own mother that I didn't get along with the mother of my father. I mean, she didn't want to put up with her. And that was that. And she said to my father, I'm not going to put up with her. And she never made, and that was the end of it. 
That's just a relationship situational instance. Yeah. I think if you're talking about, you know, I ask you, where were you tonight? And you lie to me and say you were somewhere where you weren't. Oh, yeah. No. We're talking about just like Stuff basic like lies. Yeah, but those little basic things, those are little pebbles in the water that keep like making splashes bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, be your spouse's biggest encourager, not his or her biggest critic. So, so important. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Support, support, yes. support. Be the one that wipes away their tears, not the one that causes them. Is uh, really like what that. that means. Yeah. Oui. Don't don't make them cry. Be the one that wipes away all the tears. Supporting <laughs> is loving. I mean, really. I mean, that's a form of love. To be really, really supportive is. is loving somebody. It really is. And so we're going to put this up on our website, simonandangie.com. If you have any that you want to throw in that we didn't mention, hit up our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Simon and Angie. We have more of The Rendezvous when we come back. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie, love and dating romance. Sometimes it's hard for people to call into the show, Simon. By the way, our number is 855-905-8255. Yes, If you're it feeling is. brave, yes. But if you're not feeling brave, because talking about intimate things can be a little difficult, you can always email us at simonandangie.com. There's a place there on the website. And we do have an email. Let's go to our bag here. This one mm-hmm. comes to us from Cora. She's listening in Northdale, Florida on Mix 100.7. She says, hi, Simon and Angie. I want to get your opinion on something. Mm -hmm. I've been dating my boyfriend long distance for five years. I just moved to the city that he lives in for my job. And instead of moving in with him, I got an apartment of my own. I just feel like I have enough stress right now with a new job and a new city. I don't want to add moving in together to the whole pile of stress. My boyfriend understands, although I could tell he's a little salty about it. But everyone else thinks I'm nuts. Like, you've been away from each other for five years. Now you can finally be together and you get your own apartment. Do you think that I did the right thing? Simon, I want to get your take on this because that is a lot of stress. Um, First of all, you've been together for five years, which is great, but you do have a new job. You do have a new city. You got to make new friends. And there's a lot of stress that goes into that. And then moving in together is a stress on its own, right? And you've been together for five years, but separately. Separately. Long distance relationship. Exactly. Okay. So That's let's touch key. on that because I was in a long distance relationship and it's all yep. romantic and every time you're together, it's like a holiday. But then when you move in together, it's a whole different bag of worms. So when we come back, Simon, I want to get your take on what you Definitely. think. Cora, did she do the right thing when we return mm-hmm. on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie? It's the Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back. We have an email here that came in to simonandangie.com from Cora Mm -hmm. in Florida. And she says she'd been dating her boyfriend long distance for five years. Boom, she gets a job in his city. How great is that? But instead of moving in with him, she got an apartment of her own. She says, I just feel like it's enough stress right now. New job, new city. And then moving in together on top of it is so much my boyfriend understands he's a little salty, but everyone else thinks I'm nuts. Do you think she did the right thing, Simon? I totally did, and I totally do, because what I think the unspoken for you, boyfriend, is a bit difficult, is that 
I don't feel you moved for him. You moved for the job in his city. Exactly. So, you know, I think you behave really in an adult and mature way to actually take you in an apartment, continue the relationship, get to know your boyfriend. You went from long distance to now close distance, and you're going back to step one in that sense. So, like Angie said, you know, when you're long distance, it's all romantic vacation weekends and best of. When you like in the same city or living together, it's a very different story. I, I think you did the great thing. So I'm 100% on your side, Cara. Angie, what do you want to add to this? Well, I wanted to add that, you know, some of the biggest stresses in life are moving in a new job. That's what they always say, or like losing a job or moving or death or, you know, divorce. Those are two of the biggest stressors, and you're trying to throw them on top of each other. So maybe um, get there. You know, get your feet wet and f- figure out your city, figure out the job, get comfortable. Because I would hate to see a five-year relationship that's been good all of a sudden be destroyed just because there's so much stress. Angie, we have two people we know at work who've had, you know, situation like this when women joined them in the city for different reasons. And then mm-hmm. now they're not with them anymore. Exactly. Right? It's we a lot to take on. Like yes, it is. Yes. It's a lot to take on at once. So I would say you did the right thing. Simon agrees. But don't feel bad because it wasn't because you moved in together. It would have been too much maybe at, all at once. If you didn't do it, you didn't feel it. Good for you. Yeah, give it exactly. a little bit of time. Let's take some calls on this. I want to know, uh, what do you think about Cora's situation? Do you think she did the right thing? Have you been in this situation? 855-905-8255. When we come back on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Thanks for having us on tonight. 855-905-8255. If you want to comment on our discussion right now about Mm -hmm. an email we got from Cora in Florida who said, hey, I've been dating a guy long distance for five years. Boom, I get a job in his city, so I move there. But instead of moving in with him, I got an apartment of my own. She says he understands. She feels a little bit like he's salty. Uh, But the people all around her are like, you're crazy. You've been wanting to be with him forever. Now you're in the same city and you get your own apartment. Simon, you and I both agreed, hey, you know, do what you feel comfortable with at first. It's a lot of pressure at once. Exactly. And and tell your boyfriend, you know, not to be salty. I know his friends say, oh, she didn't move in with you. She moved to be for a job. It happens to be in the same city than you. I right. think she did the right thing. Angie, you do too. You you said a great point. I mean, she moved for the job. She didn't move for him. Otherwise, exactly. she would have quit her job a long time ago and moved for him. So let's exactly. see how this all pans out. But I want to go to the phones and see what our listeners have to say. Let's go to Fort Wayne, Indiana, listening on 93.9 My FM. Here's Jacqueline. Hey, Jacqueline. Bonjour. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I love your show. I think you're doing awesome work. You're helping a lot of people. Really, really big fan. Thank you, Jacqueline. I, oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, of course. I um I was listening and I I can totally relate because I'm I'm definitely a woman of space. I like to have my space. I'm pretty sensitive, so if, you know, I'm in a situation and it's just like too many things going on at the same time, I can easily explode in a non-productive way. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's actually really smart that she made that choice to um move into the same obviously area because of her job, but we both know that she probably applied for that job because her boyfriend's in that city. Yeah. So I think it's good that she's kind of just adjusting herself there first 
because for a new city, a new apartment, a new job, that's a lot. Um, it's overwhelming. And, and she might be taking out issues that she has on him about the new job and the new city when it's not really the issue she has about him. But it can turn it can kind of muddy all the waters, I think. And now you're taking a five year solid relationship and fighting about things that didn't exist before. And it's not his fault and it's not hers, but maybe she can get that separation of saying, you know what, I need a little alone time tonight in my place and let's meet up for breakfast in the morning or dinner tomorrow or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I just think it's 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 a smart thing to do. Also because he probably has created his own ways of living there. Right. Because he's been there on his own working, that he probably has some friends he's made, all of that. And it would be kind of you know, in a way, he might make her not feel as good, not on purpose. Resentment, because yeah. Because been living a certain life. Jacqueline, I-, I got a question for you. I don't know if you've been in that situation. Have you ever had to move with a boyfriend in the past uh, into his place too rapidly and then realize later on that, you know, he was his world and you were subject to his rules because he pays the rent? Have you have you ever been through that experience? Um, yeah. I went to a different country, actually, where my boyfriend at the time was living and it was really isolating in ways because I wasn't my native language. There were a lot Mm. of different things going on and it was just, it was a lot. And, um, I think, I think something has to be a common factor. Like every, if everything changes, it can just be a disaster and overwhelming. Yeah. Sure. I feel like you know the like you said um that the the uh, Jacqueline that the boyfriend can get resentful because he does have a life of his own that he's established they've figured out this system for 5 years you got to like take baby steps when you're in the same place I don't want anybody to have resentment one way or another Exactly Thank you Jacqueline for your input we really appreciate you listening to the rendezvous Have Thank a good you night Thank you so much for having me take care Thank you Jacqueline There you go. Cora, don't worry about what anybody else says. This is your relationship with your boyfriend and your guy's life. And tune out the noise on the on the outside from the the peanut gallery. Right. And enjoy. Exactly. Okay, more of the rendezvous with Simon and Angie when we come back. Hello, you're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We talk love, dating, romance, relationships, even breakups. Simon, I had a weird experience and I want to know what uh-huh. you would do in my situation. Because I actually brought this up on my morning show in Chicago and the answers were interesting. Um, mm-hmm. So we work for iHeartMedia, this amazing company that we work for. Yes, we right? do. Proudly. And yes, my first job at iHeartMedia was in Minneapolis. Uh, that's where I grew up. I dated a guy there 17 years ago. Okay. He was not mm-hmm. a good guy. He tried to sleep with all my friends. Um, That's not good, no. Yeah, we were very young in our in our young twenties, and needless to say, we never spoke again after that whole situation for seventeen years. Then all of a sudden, I get an email from one of the sales managers in Minneapolis at iHeartMedia. Says, "Hey, this guy so and so used you as a reference to get a job here. Do you know him? Do you know anything about him? Should we hire him?" Mm-hmm. So he basically. Went to go get a, a sales job at our company where we work mm-hmm. and dropped my name, but didn't tell me. Um, and why would he? I haven't seen him in 17 years, but why would he use my name? Because I haven't seen him in 17 years. And I'm in an awkward situation because I know the sales manager, this lady there, 
and she wants some sort of one way or another um, piece of reference. And I, I don't know what to say. Like, I don't want to vouch for someone who I don't know as an employee. I only know him on a personal level, which I'm not going to, like, ruin anybody's job chances, but I don't know who he is as an employee. So mm. I brought this up today. Um, it's and a it's, dilemma. It is a dilemma, but wh- how, why would an ex-lover just come out of the woodwork and drop your name unless it was for selfish purposes is what I'm thinking. Obviously, he's trying to get a job, but I want to know what you would do in my situation, Simon, because the mm-hmm. uh, reaction I had from my listeners this morning was interesting, and I'll tell you what they said, and I want to know what you say okay. when we come back on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie, simonandangie.com on the website if you want to send us an email, 855-905-8255 if you ever want to chime in. Love, dating, romance. I have a weird situation, a personal situation. Uh, Mm -hmm. Simon, I I touched on it real quick, but uh, I got an email. It was was actually a Facebook direct message from somebody I dated 17 years ago in Minneapolis is applying for a job at our company where we work right now as a salesperson. I don't know anything Mm -hmm. about that side of the business, okay? I'm not going to lie. But I do know the sales manager there. I do have a relationship with all those people in Minneapolis because that's where I started my career. Um, They're all still there. So I get an email from this sales manager saying, hey, this guy used you as a reference, and I haven't seen him in 17 years. We didn't end on a great note, but that has nothing to do with it. Um, but I haven't seen him in forever, and I don't know how to respond to her because I don't want to slap my name on it. So I was wondering what you would do in this situation. I even brought it up to my listeners in Chicago, the morning show I do here at KISS, mm-hmm. and said, what would you do? Um, some people said, and- write her back and say, I haven't seen him in 17 years, so I don't know what he's like as an employee. I thought to myself, well, if I do that, it makes him look bad immediately because why are you just using somebody from 17 years ago and I don't even know you? So it kind of discredits his use of a reference. A, he never even asked me for a referral. He just put my name there. So some people argue, "Don't, don't you dare refer him. I thought to myself, I'm just going to pretend I didn't see it. It went into my junk mail. I don't know if that's the right way to do it either. But when I come back, Simon, okay. I want to know your thoughts on this whole situation. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a weird predicament. I don't want to have bad karma and ruin anybody's job chances, but I don't want to be involved and ruin my reputation in our company as well. So That's a good point, yeah. An, an ex-lover comes out of the woodwork for their own purposes and uses your name, what do you do? When we come back on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon, I've told this story. yes. Yes. When ex-lovers come out of the woodwork, um, and this time, not because they want to get back together, but because they need something from you, uh, something to their advantage. This is somebody... I knew 17 years ago in my hometown of Minneapolis, applying for a sales job in our company where we work, Simon, me and you, Mm -hmm. and used my name as a referral, but didn't tell me. And um, I got a message from the manager who said, hey, do you know this guy? Should I hire him? I don't know what sort of employee he is. I brought it up to my listeners in Chicago on the morning show on Kiss, and I said, what should I do? Uh, the the answers were all over the place. Some people said, oh, just say, hey, yes, I do know him, but I don't know him. I haven't you know, known him for 17 years. Um, some people said, don't you dare do that because 
that's going to be bad karma for you because they're immediately going to dismiss him. What if he's the greatest salesperson ever? Um, I suggested I pretend I never saw any sort of correspondence <laughs> and, and ignore the whole thing. What do you think I should do, Simon? Um, what would you do? Because your your family's a big business family. You're a businessman. What would you, how would you handle this situation? I like the honesty. I like the common sense that one of your uh, caller on the morning show and Kiss said to you. Uh, I would just say the truth. Listen, um, give him a chance. I can't refer or you know vouch for him because you know it was 17 years ago. You know I've never worked with him. I don't know his work, good or bad. I don't want to prejudge. Uh, it's up to you. Follow your intuition and go from there. And FYI, he has never reached out to me before to reach out to you. So see. But the I'm already truth, throwing him because, under the bus by saying but, that. If yeah, I say he Angie, never reached out, they'll take it as a negative. And if I say, give Angie, him a chance and he screws up, then that's bad on me. No, 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 no. If you say to somebody, give him a chance and then follow your intuition. Angie, you're not a salesperson. You're a talent on air. It's a completely right. different work. You said right. it. So right. I love to be honest. And as an employer in my other life, I like when things are honest. He didn't reach out to you first. That's his mistake. And that's Big. really... Big, big. Huge. So he went behind your back, goes to our hot, you know, HR people sneaky. in Minneapolis. See, sneaky. it's already sneaky. So, so, but so if I, like... I say give him a chance and he's a serial killer and he embezzles the company for millions of dollars, no, then people will say, well, no. where did you Angie. find this guy? Oh, we found him from Angie Taylor. No, Hi. We, no, Angie, that, that, that would be a little paranoia. No, no, no. There is no risk of that because- I don't us... want my name attached. But- Angie, all you said is if you feel like giving him a chance, give him a chance. You tell him the truth. I haven't spoken in 17 years. I haven't heard from him in 17 years. I don't know what he's about. You know, he didn't contact me before to contact you. And mm-hmm. therefore, it's up to you to decide on his resume, okay. on his work, you know, referrals, uh, if you want to give him a chance or not. So let me ask you a question. Um, you know, you've run businesses. Let's say yeah, yeah. that somebody called you and said, Hey, Angie referred this person, and you reached out to me and said, Angie, do you refer this person, blah, blah, blah. And I said, I, they never contacted me. I haven't heard from this person in 17 years. Wouldn't that leave a bad impression for the person applying for the job? It would leave an impression that the guy uh, is, is not very smart, for sure. Right, and you wouldn't uh, but- hire him. But what I really care is not so much the friends, but the referrals at work. If I want a great salesperson, I want to call the last three or four jobs he's had and right. know how good he was. His right. friends is not the most important thing or his girlfriend. That's why as an employer, I said, whatever you can say as a, as a friend, because you never either worked with him or he worked never. for you. Right. No. So it's really not but much I worked, you can do. I worked with the manager that would hire him. And so okay. she's relying on me for a referral one way or another. I would just say, I, like, you know, I haven't talked to him in 17 years. He hasn't told me about any of this. You know, yeah. but re- look at his resume and decide He's what's best for hired. the company. He's not getting hired then. But then that's okay then. You're not he might be the greatest not... salesperson in the world, though. I feel well, like I should just stay out of it. A thousand but you, percent. But you can't because he threw you in it, right? He reached out to her losing yes. your name. I can but pretend I never saw the it. Truth? <laughs> no, because you, I could be ruining his chances, and I don't know if he's the greatest salesperson that has ever sold well, anything. Angie, I'm going to protect you on this one. Not that you need protection, but yes. your honesty is admirable. You, you go for it. Just say, just say the truth, Angie. Okay. Well, thanks no. for your input. It's something to think about. One more of The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie when we come back. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. If you missed mm-hmm. any of our show... 
Hit up simonandangie.com. That's where you can hear uh, the replay, the podcast, everything we did tonight, including should you date or dump a bad driver? I think my husband sent in that email secretly. <laughs> he did um, not. I'm almost yes. certain. Um, and then I had an, an ex, uh, an old lover from 17 years ago, ask for a job referral at our company, which is so awkward. We talked about that. And also we talked about the best marriage advice you've ever been given. Simon, that's where your Simon Says comes in. Thanks, Angie. Yeah, it came straight from my father, who's been married 52 years to my wonderful mother. He said, and I said, the secret of a happy relationship is to never take your partner for granted. Meaning date often, Date often, take your wife to the opera, to the theater, to play to movies, cook something for her, bring her flowers. Do not take your wife or your husband or your partner for granted ever, and you'll stay married for, as you know, forever. For, yeah, yeah. Well, the, the wedding that I just officiated, one of the things I said is if you treat them the way you did the first day, there will never be a last day. I love that. You like that? I love that. How about that? That's an, Angie, that? that's an Angie said. Yeah. <laughs> Angie that's says. A, yeah, Angie Doesn't says. sound as cool as Simon says when the Angie well, says. But, but it's a really good one. Yes. Well, Simon, listen, I want people to go see you too on the uh, website, Simon and Angie, because the FYI show that you're on, the that's TV right. show In Bed with Simon, tell people about it. Mm-hmm. Yes, if you if you haven't seen it yet, me on the bed with real couples asking questions like we ask you on air with Angie and watch and hear the answers, the body languages and everything else. Fascinating. So don't miss In Bed with Simon, please. Go Just go to our website, simonandangie.com. It's like the rendezvous, but on TV with That's Simon, it. which is pretty cool. All right. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. We can't wait to talk to you tomorrow. More love, dating, and romance, and relationships tomorrow on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Bonne nuit, Angie. Bonne nuit. The Rendezvous Show with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor.